Welcome in, GPS to God. Glad you're here. Glad you're back. Lots of uh, good stuff happening. Somebody's phone is going off. It's all right. That's mine. Uh, My bad. No problem. You need to take that? Rookie mistake. Hey, we got Bluetooth. We can put the call on the air. <laughs> you don't, don't want that to. one. You don't want that one. <laughs> Do you but not need to sync things up anymore? No action? Lights, camera? Right? We did that when you were not in the room. Oh, okay. Yeah. Even better. Thank, thank, <laughs> thanks for joining <laughs> us, Ryan. Hey, I had kid duties. Mm. <sighs> I don't know if we need to redo that <laughs> intro or what. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> GPS to God. That's where you are. Glad you're here. Uh, email us, mailroom at gpstoguide.com. You can also check out the website, Instagram, all that cool kind of stuff. Glad you're here. Daniel Sanders, Zach Edson, Ryan Gotro, and Adam Howron. That's who you have today. Y'all so, dug deep to calling me back in here. You are... Uh, We're in trouble. You, you're bailing us out, giving us the fourth today. I appreciate that. Yep. Fano is doing big things down there in Memphis. Yeah, Fano. Yeah. Stefano is uh, coaching high school basketball team, and they had a second round play. No, first round first of the round. state today. First yeah. round of the state playoffs, and uh, they won their game about 15 minutes ago. Won their game. So congratulations, Good Stefano. Good stuff. Congrats. And they will be heading. They're on the west side of the state now. Next week, they'll be on the east side. So where they travel? I think they go yeah. to Chattanooga. Yeah. Wow. So That's pretty cool. Get a tour of the volunteer state. <laughs> but, uh, congratulations. Keep it going, boys. Mm-hmm. Hope not to see Fano for a little while if that's the case. <laughs> but today we're going to talk about understanding Scripture. And just, uh, you know, it's always different and different depending on where you are in your walk with, with the Lord. But uh, Adam actually came up. I asked Adam to, to uh, come up with a couple topics if he had some. And this was one he came up with. So good job, Adam. Well, we're going to look a little bit today about, um, you know, how Scripture applies to us in different walks of our spiritual life. And uh, Adam has told his story on here a little bit, part of his story of uh, coming to know the Lord not that long ago. Adam, how old are you? You want to share your age? I am, I'll be 39 this year. 39. A couple months. Well, you don't look 39. Appreciate it. No problem. <laughs> I'm and proud of a- him for not having to think about that. Like he he, he stuttered for a second, but he, but he had a, he didn't really think. He was like uh, thirty nine. I'll say like I used to, you know, when you talk to older people when I was younger and they yeah. didn't remember how old they were. I'm like, come on, how people, do how do you know not know old? that? Dude, it happens. <laughs> it happens, it happens all the time. Like, Start doing that math. Yeah. <laughs> what, for me, how many times I've been thirty? <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's easy because whatever number the year ends with, whatever that digit is. That's how old I'm turning. But uh, yeah, I'll, I always used to say, how like, how can you be that out of tune with how old you are? It happens. You get yeah. there. Have you gotten there yet, Ryan? Nope. Just kidding. I'm there all the time. I'm taking that trick because it's 23, so I'm turning 34 this year. So I'm always going to be a year uh, one up of it. So a similar trick. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got to think about that one. Yeah, Here's as much easier. 23. Now he's going to do 30, math. 30, so 33 plus 10. <laughs> My word. <laughs> but uh, Adam has shared his story, 39, almost 39, and became a Christian that long ago. So we're going to talk about understanding Scripture and things that maybe confuse us or speak to us in different ways at different times in our spiritual walk. So, Adam, we're going to throw it on you to start. When you first kind of had that conversion to Christianity, started reading the Bible, what's something that stuck out to you, either in a good way or bad way? 
or confusing way or whatever the case is. Something that I realized very early on getting through like numbers and, and uh, Deuteronomy is that it is very repetitive. And that's very difficult for me because you, you read it and then you read it again. And you're kind of like, what's the point? Well, I'm, why can't you just say this once? Mm-hmm. So it, it got very um, difficult to follow along with that once you're repeating yourself. And the other thing that I found very difficult for me is is that I had a hard time letting go of like names and cities, names, and trying to pronounce those correctly because I know I'm not, but I couldn't let go of how do you pronounce that. So I had to keep trying to figure out how to come up with a way to get these correct so that I could let it go. And um, I will tell you that that I found out like the Bible app will read the, the Bible to you. So I'll use that to pronounce the city names to me so I can help understand because if not, I have a hard time concentrating what's coming up because I am keep thinking, what was the name of that? What was, how do you actually pronounce that? Something good about the internet. One of the good things about the internet. <laughs> yeah, everything's great, on there is true. Yeah. <laughs> great resource for exactly what you're talking about now, mm-hmm. right? You can pronounce words, look them up, and have it pronounced to you on Google or the Bible app or whatever. <laughs> Audio Bible is my best friend. <laughs> my for, for a different reason. <laughs> 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 what do you mean? <laughs> so I can pronounce stuff. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say read. Well, that too. <laughs> but also, also this is a very daunting book. Very long, very thick. I don't read. I hate to read. It's the worst thing in the world to me. I'd much rather watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you can go watch a movie and understand the Bible. So I had to very much concentrate on myself of understanding that I was going to read this numerous times and still miss 10,000 things. Um, because well, you may, it not, you may not miss them, right? You may just be at a different place in life in 10 years from now, and the same passage may have a completely different meaning to you because you're at a different stage of life. Um, you know, that's something I wrote down of like, no matter how many times you read through the Bible, you're going to take something else from it, even though you can tell the same stories. And But while you're in that place in life, it may speak something totally different to you. Um, so, yeah, I... I I always, I tend to remember things that spoke to me, but like it's always something different as I'm in that moment, um, you know, going through whatever book you want to go through. So, well, and I mean, God reveals stuff to us over the, our life, right? He can't reveal everything all at once because mm-hmm. we couldn't absorb it, but <laughs> He continues to reveal things. And we've talked about it before reading the same passage a hundred times, and then that hundred and first is like, I never noticed that before. Mm-hmm. Never noticed that word or uh, whatever the case is. So, Similar to what you are with, with cities, I like the lineage of people and how that goes down. Yeah, when you sign up to read through the Bible, you know that's covered. Like that, that <laughs> you know it's covered, and it's it's difficult and to get early. through. You got to plow through it. Got to plow through it. But yeah. So when you started reading the Bible, did you start? At the very beginning in the Old Testament in Genesis, or did you start in the New Testament? Started in the beginning. Started at Genesis, and, and we worked our way through. And um, We were trying to do it all in a year, and that's not going to work. <laughs> it's, it's, life gets in the way. Um, that's another thing that I have a problem time management-wise of, you know, we got church on Sunday, we got church on Wednesday, we got church on Sunday night, we got... I got a men's group that I meet on Thursday night. So Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays, I try to spend as much time with Emma as I can. And by the time I get done, 
do you really want to spend the rest of your night trying to read through two chapters or so what so not um so that's something as a, as a christian young christian that i have to be much better at and that is is time prioritizing and understanding that even though i may be exhausted if i can spend 5 or 10 minutes each night reading one or two chapters eventually i'll get through it um but I've got to get better at time prioritizing with with actually reading the Bible itself. Right, that's, that's right here on right here. Time and commitment. I was thinking about last night of I put <clears> Zoe <throat> to bed. I'm like I'm trying to get caught up through Exodus for our group, and what I do got her to sleep. I fell asleep in that bed. Got up at ten, moved to my bed. Could have I was wide awake. Could have easily got caught up. No. I cut on three hours of FBI and Law and Order until one in the morning, <laughs> and then and then my phone's going off at three thirty for something else, and I'm just like, but that was a poor use of time. <laughs> it's a poor use. That, that's that's a downside of the internet, right? And the internet and TV. It, it, the good thing is, is it can help you understand the Bible and, and and point you to things you don't understand and and help you better understand them. But it also can lead you away from the Bible and and. You know, TikTok is my is my downfall. Is I mm. can get caught in a TikTok and I good old look social down, media. Look down two two hours later, and I'm <laughs> like, where did that two hours go? And I could have read a lot of the Bible. Mm. Do we, any of you? I'm counting you out, probably. But do you guys ever remember TV channels going off at like eleven o'clock? Yes. Midnight, like the national anthem played, and then it's static or color bars. I don't know if that I louder. Yeah. No, being noisy. I don't know if it, it what? went off, but I can remember like you know the paid infomercials coming on at a certain hour. But I don't know. I if remember that. that. Only yeah. your popular channels had the infomercials. When you got down into like like CMT or something, they, they cut off. They Are you didn't saying have basically? I'm not, I'm not, you're talking about cable. I'm talking like network channels. Like two so you're about network channels. I do that basically. That, you're like we're not going to get ratings, so we're not going to show anything. Well, they didn't have programming. The world was not a 24 hour place. <laughs> right. So. At a certain point, like yeah. I, I don't know the t- you know midnight one a.m., it shut off to like five o'clock, six o'clock the next morning. <laughs> it was, was just nothing. rainbow bars going across the TV, yeah. and that is awesome. a, lot of, a lot of times they play the national anthems, and then y'all are old. Well, <laughs> we know he's thirty nine. He didn't. He was born in eighty, so yeah. he's forty three. I'll forty two. I'll be forty three this be 43 year. Forty three this year. Yeah. How old are you, Zach? I'll be thirty nine. Thirty four. I'll be 34 in July. Nobody cares. <laughs> wow. Wow. I knew a little. About, not about you, <laughs> or about any of it. <laughs> Something I put down that you know that was always important to me was to find a, a mentor of some some level. I mean, you always think they're older because they've experienced life, or you know they ha- they're in a routine. And um, you know, I meet with a group on Wednesdays who the guys are. Um, I tease them that they're they're seasoned. They're 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 older than me, but I, we say they're seasoned. Uh, just to hear, you know, they they had jobs and family and how they incorporated the Bible and their morning routines, or maybe it was nights. And so it's it's always, I think it's always important if you have somebody in your life that you can share life with that have been through, you know similar circumstances as you that you can bounce ideas off of um, and get some get some support there because um, you know every, everybody everybody needs somebody that they can hold them accountable but they can also you know share things that are going on in their life and point them to certain scriptures or you know learn from other people's experience absolutely you don't have to crack absolutely. the code yourself on everything correct I, I had down small groups because you know we have a Thursday night small group me and Zach are a part of and and we spend it I, I've probably learned more scripture from that 
Thursday night group than I've ever learned reading it by myself. Um, but you know, we, we, we take the time to sit down and, and we're going through the old Testament and, and reading through the old Testament. And it is, it has been very, um, very helpful to have somebody that, that understands the Bible as much as well, our leaders, Mark Settle. And I know you've had him on here before, but having him lead our group and, and be able to, to break down the scripture has been tremendously helpful for somebody like me starting out new. Yeah. I mean, you can hear the stories in like Sunday school and do high level things in the 40 minutes or 30 minutes that you actually dived into. But when you have a small group or somebody that you meet with every week, you can take the time to dig a little deeper, scripture memorization, uh, you know, how, where things are in the Bible. You can just slow it down. And then there's guys there that, um, you know, can hold you accountable to certain things and they'll be there to, you know, help along the way. And so, you know, I, I find it very useful and, and, uh, I'll echo everything. Mark, Mark is a great teacher. I mean, he's great, very knowledgeable. So, if there's one thing that I could, for any new Christian that I could say out there for you to to get better at understanding God's word, it's get in a small group. Um, I think that you can learn so much more from there than sitting. You learn a lot from sitting in the pew on Sunday. You learn a lot from sitting in Sunday school on Sundays. But like Zach said, it's very high level. Yeah. They're not diving into the, deep into the roots of God's word and and. I think the biggest thing to me is like um, learning with like Exodus and, and um, Genesis is that you can take that Genesis and Exodus and tie it into the New Testament and how exactly it they work together. And it was foreseeing the future. And I would have never found that on my own. I always think that, that pastors, Matt, um, have a have a tough job, right? They've got to they got to speak to different people, right? They got to feed people that have been in church their whole life, and then they got to speak to the newer Christians and try to tailor their message around that. And that's that's tough. That's tough. And so that, I again, thought he had an easy job. I'm just kidding. Completely. Wow. Not please even leave that in. Not please even close. Leave that in. Not <laughs> even close to an easy job. I give. That Can we man. actually just clip that out and send it to Matt? <laughs> you can. That was a complete joke. <laughs> Leave that part out. <laughs> I love everything they get to. They they do. I mean, they have the hardest job I think there is out there. And we only get to see a snippet, right? Oh like, yeah. I mean, all the things y'all do behind behind the scenes is uh, more than you could probably ever tell anybody. So, something you mentioned, Adam, reading the Bible in a year, which is not a bad thing in any capacity, right? But sometimes I think people take that as a challenge. And you're just checking a box. I did it in a year. But the, you know, over that 365 days, how many of those days are you absorbing? And what are you comprehending? Comprehending, getting something tangible out of it that you, you're just, I got to read this many chapters today. Let's mark it off and right. we're, we're going. So. I, can, I can tell you from being a person that was trying to do that, the difference between sitting with Mark and reading Genesis and the difference between sitting down and reading Genesis and the the time frame that I need to, to to do it for a year, nowhere near. I was just reading it over here to read it, and over here with Mark, I was reading it to understand it. There's a big difference. Right. Oh yeah, it's like a school Huge. assignment, right? I got this book I got to read, and I got to read this many chapters. Where's a day the cliff to, notes mm-hmm. to get through it, right? So, especially when you're not a reader, I'm not a reader, and I don't like to read. I think it's like anything else. You you make time for things that are important to you, and so if you want to set aside and be good at knowing the stories. Scripture memorization, you're going to make time to be in the Word. And, you know, um, that's not something I, I do a good job at. I just told you I spent three hours watching Law and Order and FBI shows. So, um, But if you're getting something out of it that applies to your life, you're going to want to go back and get more correct. out of it, Correct. right? Yeah. 
it's instead of just reading to check a box and I and I mean that's a very easy pitfall for Christians of any age, any length of time that you've been a Christian. You go through those cycles very easily of well, I'm going to read my Bible this morning, but I'm reading it because I need to read it, not mm-hmm. because I'm going in with the right attitude and heart and looking to see what God wants to tell me today. I'm just checking this box. And that's why we we don't str- we have a hard time right now with Zoe of you know the the prayer that she does at dinner time and at nighttime that it's it's routine Uh-oh. and we we uh, work we're, with her. We're going to get this into is a great uh, topic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we we're working on her to even pray for things that happen that day or what's on her heart for tomorrow uh, versus just rattling off the same thing the night before or even what she just said at dinner. And so... Have you been in our house listening to our conversations? Because... Right. Uh, I got you bugged. That's... Uh, <laughs> man, we, we have that conversation with Carter a lot. Mm. I, I say a lot. I mean, it. The, I can tell you if he prays for a meal, I can tell you what he's going to say right now. He says the same thing every time. Not that it's bad, but... And then I find myself, which... This may not be great parenting advice. Feel free to use it if you want to, but <laughs> disclaimer: maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Breaking news. I'll say no. something like, "How about you say a real prayer next time, or something? You know, something like that. Like, how about you put some thought into your prayer? You know, just oh, slap them to the ground right there. I mean, it's like, which is, you know, I don't say that every time he prays. Don't get me wrong, but just to like, dude, put some thought in, like. If you were having a conversation with anybody else, would you say that? Would you say those same three, four sentences every time you talk to them? Or would you be interested in, here's what I'm thinking, here's what I feel. What do you think? What do you feel yeah. kind of conversation? Right. With, with her, we're always seven. So, I mean, we're trying to, we just want her to feel free. Whatever's on her heart, it can be three sentences. It can be, you know, yeah, whatever. Absolutely. But yeah. it's, it's, you know, what's going on in your life now? Not yesterday and the same thing that you re- just rehearsed. Um, but I mean, you know, as adults, we do it too. I mean, yeah. you get in the same routine of when you're going to get called to do something and it's, you know, I want to check all the thank yous. I want to, you know, help with it, you know? And so, um, but it's something if you, we're working to instill in her at such a young age that hopefully she will have a better prayer life than what I had growing up because she's, she's, you know, building those uh, foundation now. Yeah. So. And well, I mean, we've had, I've said the same thing to Carter, like, if that's what you really think and that's what on your mind and your heart, then say that. But it's not going to be that same exact same thing every single night or every single meal. Every you know, thank you for this food. Let it nourish our bodies. Amen. Like <laughs> that can't be the same thing, right? Carter, please check in and <laughs> verify this. <laughs> Carter has maybe never seen this See podcast before. I don't know. Remind him a yeah. few weeks. I know he's listened. Hey, when this one comes out, you need to listen. This one's <laughs> once for or, you. Once or twice, because I was like pull out a story or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, we are on YouTube. He is on YouTube most every day. Not here. Never comes across <laughs> his uh, his feed. Yeah. Carter is not any of our views. It's um <laughs> yeah, and the same thing. We work with her on um you know the Bible story that we read for her. She's got basically one story a night to get her through the Bible in in a year's time, and you know keeping her attention for that one. Because she's already thinking about you know tomorrow or the you know whatever's on her mind, um, but again you're just trying to instill values in her at a young age to where and she's very good right like we ain't taking a bite of food until somebody says the prayer and so you know it we know that we are teaching her but it, it's the depth right it's the depth that you're trying to work on so and what she what you just explained for her thinking about tomorrow or whatever mm-hmm. 
we do the exact same thing. When we pray, I'm thinking about the meeting I have later that oh, yeah. day or uh, what, you know, whatever is going on, right? So, yep. Are you taking notes? Because we're going to have to deal with this before too long. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna watch this one a couple of times. <laughs> Our children are close in age. I know. <laughs> now, Lil- Lily's prayers are, like, like, they're not repetitive. I mean, they are repetitive, but they're, for some reason, like, her, I love her prayers. They're, they're in depth, like, we need to pray for our pastors. We need to pray for the people that are sick out there. Like, and I'm like, you're seven. I, I, I'm guilty of not praying for that kind of thing too. You know, and I'm like, you're doing better than me. So, shout to learn from Lily. Does DA have a prayer that they say every single day before lunch? No, they get a um, not every day before lunch, but they've got a um, what do they call it? Like a morning announcement thing, and then they have chapel on Wednesdays where they sing. You know, songs. That's why I see when Jay sings certain songs that that um, that Zoe hears at school. She's got all the hand motions, so she's on the pew, and people are looking at her like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> so, um, but she at, at Davidson, you know, they have a scripture memory verse every week, and um, you know, so she is getting fed in a lot of different places. But it's, um, you know, I mean, it's it's great. I wish I had it at that age because you know I feel like I'm behind her. Like, I mean, you know, even in our Kingdom Kids program here at Parkway, from that, from them to be able to go A to Z and pick out a scripture with every letter, that, I mean, that, that's impressive. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't have that many <laughs> memorized, so, yeah. you know. So that's what I worry about, what you're talking about with Emma, because they say, uh, they say the same prayer every day before lunch. And it's the same prayer they say every day at school. She comes home and she says the same exact prayer at home. And it's... God is great. No, no. That was good. Give us something. No, it's not that one. But it's like, I, granted, she's only she's not even three yet, right? So she's got lots of time to grow. But I don't want it to become repetitive. So where do I put kind of an emphasis on? You know, where do we work on? Let's change that up a little bit when we're at home. You can do that at school. I understand that's because everybody has to do that one. But where do we, where do we change it up a little bit? And as she gets older, that'll change too. I think it so. Will. It will. At what age? Because your your kids are older than everybody else around this table. At what age did you really start, or was it more church influenced? Of you know having quiet time with them, or you know prayer life. You know, did you did y'all really implement that early on for them? For for us, one of the things that I always did because didn't really have it when I was growing up, so I wanted to change some of those habits, right? Of praying. We prayed every night before they went, and we would get together as an entire family and pray every night and before they go to bed. And we would get down, we would kneel by their bed, and, and everybody takes turns saying something. Um, and so Emma coming home with a, a prayer from school, I think that's going to change, right? Because she's just now getting to the age where she has more thoughts, more personality, all that kind of stuff. And she's going to say... I would guess she would say, because this happened for our kids, right? When they get to that age, three, four, five, they're praying, Grandma, my friend at school, like they care about people, and they will start talking about people and different things. And then like Carter now, he's kind of in the next stage where it's, let me say this to say this so I can get on with, you know, whatever. (laughs) Mom and dad are here. Yeah, it's like, let's, you you know, it's it's more embarrassing, right? You don't want thoughts like Mm -hmm. he's about to be 13 so he's like I don't want to tell you what I'm thinking I don't want to tell you what I'm feeling that kind of stuff so but I think you'll see that you'll see that change where she'll be 
you know, and and that's where it comes, where you kind of get embarrassed a little bit as a parent, like, man, that's super deep. Like, I'm not thinking about that. Just uh-huh. what Ryan said, like, golly, I need to go do something different myself. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. What am I doing? Life. But that that was something that we did make you know every night, and it was something we could all do together. And we and the crazy thing would be like if it's been a, a crazy stressful day or week, and you're just tired, and like you give them a hug and kiss, and mom is going to take them to bed or something, and then they're like, "Daddy, are you going to come pray?" It's like wow, you know, I was trying to skip out on maybe the most meaningful thing in their entire day, and. They just make you feel about an inch tall. You know? There's a lot of accountability in our house from, from Zoe being in there. And uh, one of the, I tell Matt all the time when we were giving out those uh, those invite cards, and we were pulling through Jimmy John's, and you know Zoe's in the back seat, getting her order, pay, and she's like, "You're not gonna give one of those cards." I mean, what are you doing, Dad? And I'm like, you know, so as much as you think that you're instilling in them, they're still they're still teaching you things. Too, Absolutely, so, yeah. Which kind of puts the more emphasis on, you know, having your mind set on spiritual things, on eternal things, and that earth. We're all going to be tired from work. We're all going to have a bad day. We're all going to be whatever. But that is so temporary, and that's going to pass. But if we don't have that consciously in our mind every single day, then it's easy to fall into that. I'll give you a hug, tell you good night, (laughs) you go to bed, and it's like, no, let's keep our keep our focus where it needs to be absolutely yeah talking about the time management thing you know it brings back a couple probably a couple months ago matt did that sermon and they had the the giant long rope that went out of the sanctuary Mm. and that really kind of hit home that you know your life on that long mile and a half long rope is only about that much of that rope oh yeah and and you that pain and that that suffering of maybe staying up an extra 45 minutes to read one extra scripture or or you know to to pray with your kid or, or to do what you need to do that suffering's only minuscule compared to what the rest of your life's going to be i always hear like ralph hurst used to give a devotion on the dash of your life so if you're you know you're fortunate enough to live on this earth for 80 years or 90 years what is that in the grand scheme of eternity and what are you doing to impact others lives for christ in that dash right and uh, when you hear that you're like man, like 90 years, or even if you're fortunate to live 100, like what, what is that in the grand scheme of eternity? And so live every day like, you know, you're trying to win the hearts for Christ out there. And I don't do a good job of that. I'm just, you know, referencing the rope and the dash. <laughs> so you, you said 45 minutes, which is great, right? But when I first started as an adult, have you know, I was like, oh, I need to start having a devotion time. And I, I would do it at night, get up. You know, get ready, rush out the door, go to work, do all that stuff, come back at night, and I'm, all right, let me read. And I'm, whatever story I read, it's like, man, I, I, I could have used that today. So then I'm like, well, I need to maybe do this in the morning. God's going to speak to you, right? So it, it's going to be different for different people. But it's like, I need to do this devotion in the morning. But then it's like, oh, you know, I got to get up early, got to get up early. I would say if you are just starting a devotion time, Five minutes. Anybody can do five minutes, right? It's not super daunting. It's not anything. Just start with five minutes because we all can get up five minutes earlier. And that seed is going to grow. Just watch it grow. It's If you are diligent and you have the right 
mindset, the right heart about doing it, it's going to grow and it's going to change. And five minutes will become 10 minutes, will become 15. Like, don't think, well, I need to read my Bible for 45 minutes. You're never going to get anywhere yeah. with that. Well, then you're, you're yeah, because you're, you're just you're checking the box. Checking again. the box. Yep. Yeah. Start with five minutes and whatever you read in five minutes, let that be it. Yeah. Have a prayer, whatever you're, you, you're going to do with that and watch that grow. That's it's, it makes a difference, but you got to quality is much better than the quantity. hundred percent. I always find it interesting too, of like, just, you know, when you have conversations with people about the Bible and like my understanding, I feel is very shallow, right? Not, not don't have a lot of depth to my knowledge yet. Not, you know, when I think about people, you know, the Rick Bark, the people here that we think about, Oh, they've got it nailed in or honed in. It's okay to say to somebody that you don't have the answer, and but I'll find it, right? And use other scripture to then reference scripture is, is the best. Um, but I've always found it, if you're just honest and upfront, and that's something that I struggle with is my lack of knowledge or where to find something on the fly. And um, and so, you know, how do you how do you train? Well, guess what? I got to be diligent. I got to set time aside. And the only way you're going to get better at that is to do it, uh, just like anything else. And so... Um, yeah, uh, that was just something that I thought about of your, as you're growing in your walk that you might not have all the answers. You probably don't have all the answers. But also, don't be scared. Don't be scared to ask questions when you don't know. Don't feel like your pride needs to be in front of that. You know, if I don't know it, I'm gonna believe me. I'm gonna call one of y'all up and ask, well, "What's this about?" Lose my number. <laughs> no, you're in speed dial, buddy. <laughs> but that's speed a good, dial, I mean, really, buddy. that's a good tool if somebody yeah. is mm-hmm. you're having that conversation and it's like, well, I don't know the answer to that. Let's look that up. You go do some research. I'll do some research. When we meet tomorrow or next week, whatever, yeah. that we're we'll going to meet that. again. Yep. Let's let's discuss it, and let's see yeah. what you came up with. Let's see what I came I mean, it, it's a good motivator kind of to make you both get back into yeah. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and like we've done on here before, different topics. Uh, you know, we did uh, creation, the book of Genesis. We did the uh, Garden of Eden and different stuff. Don't we all Yosemite. We we all bring yeah. <laughs> yeah. the Garden of Yosemite. Uh, it's a great place. Yeah, the, yeah. We all bring different perspectives, though, right? Yeah, like, yes, exactly. Uh, just like we were talking about earlier, different scripture passages are going to reveal different things to to us at different times. So even though we're reading the same Bible verses, we're going to get something different, and then we share and grow together. Mm-hmm. We're working on that. In our small group, we're working on telling Genesis in five minutes and then honing it down to two and then basically giving you the elevator pitch in, you know, a minute. And, you know, there's six, seven, eight of us in this group that are doing this. This hasn't changed, but everybody's version is a little different of what they focus on or what this has said. And so uh, it's just interesting to see, you know, what, what God lays on your heart may not be mine today or may not be, you know, how I see that, but it, it's, um, we all have different views of it and it's neat to see. I mean, it kind of goes back to Matthew, Mark, and Luke, right? They're all about the same and thing. And John, they're <laughs> all about the same thing, but they have a little bit of difference to them. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. if, if we all watch a sporting event or we all see a car wreck on the street today, we all, when we give accounts to a police officer, we're all going to focus on different things, you know, well, that brown car over there caused it. That might have been my focus. And Adam's like, well, this driver right here was distracted. What? Like, we're all going to notice and focus on different things, even though we're telling the same story. Yep. So, yep. That was something that I want to talk about today. People, 
who are new in their faith will say, well, these four Gospels tell the same story, but they say it a little bit different sometimes. And it's just the different perspective of what they were focused on in that moment when they were there. And We kind of shared in our group that it, it makes it more believable in my eyes to see that that they're not all word for word telling the same account, right? Because that would almost be like it's rehearsed or I, 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 I like how Luke, you know, shows some more motion and, you know, there's just, there's different things that you can tell by those authors and their accounts of what they're seeing is believable to me. I mean, that's, you know, if they were all the same, I would have a bigger issue with that. So yeah. going back to what you were talking about earlier with like, you know, like Rick Barkley and Mark mm-hmm. Settle that, you know, they their understanding of the Bible is just on a totally different level than mine. I don't know that I'll ever be on the understanding the, the level that they understand the Bible in. I don't I don't know that I'll ever get there. But the first when I first started here, the first, one thing that I had to make sure that I didn't allow myself to do was to be intimidated. Because it's very easy when like you're talking to Mark and he just starts spouting out of nowhere a scripture from Songs of Sam or Samuel one or whatever that he just starts spouting these scripts off and you're like, Hmm, I don't know that I'll ever be that good. You just can't allow yourself to get intimidated. And that was very tough for me. And I had to make sure that I didn't get intimidated by that. Well, it's the same in with with anything, like like your job, right? When you show up day one at your job and you're being mentored by, or, you know, somebody's showing you the ropes, whatever. And they're saying, you know, they're uh, talking to you in abbreviations. Yeah. You're like, they what? That and they're like the account number for this is blah blah blah, and you got this over here, and you're like, I'm never gonna know any of this stuff. And then before you know it, you're the one spouting it off and doing it to like it's it's just being in that light and soaking that up and mm-hmm. um, repetition, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, don't you can't be intimidated. Well, that was um, hard for me because like my whole life, like. I can't. I couldn't recall a time that I walked into a situation that I wasn't very knowledgeable in. It. When we started my job, my job was hadn't even launched yet. I was one of the first people on the project to to launch this application, and so I knew that product before anybody else did, right? Well, me and a hundred other people. So I was never the new guy starting that they were talking about this, that, and that. And I didn't have some kind of understanding of what they were talking about. You know, I I grew up watching a lot of sports. I understand sports. I can talk sports with you all day. I can talk about players. I can talk about stats. I can talk about numbers. I can talk about anything. I've never been the person that had to not understand that. And then I walk into here, and they start spouting out Scripture, and I'm like, yeah, this is a first for me, and I don't understand what you're saying or how that's going to pertain to me or where it goes or what also I can see where someone turned around and walked back out the doors and go, that's not for me. Because they're scared. It's, it's not, scared. Not sca- no, not I don't scared, mean scared. You're not scared. But yeah, exactly. It's intimidated. So you just don't want to be in that situation. Well, and it's the simple things too, right? Like when you start talking about the order of like where to find things, right? And, you know, like what, what does the three mean? And, the, you know, <laughs> the chapter and the verse. And so it's just um, you got to be vulnerable to be willing to learn. But, um, you know, I, I, we have great teachers here that will, you know, take you at where you are and get you you know, on the right path and, um, not just here, oh, no. where, wherever <laughs> you are right. yeah. specifically here. Cause I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I will tell you the first time, first night that I walked into, um, Wednesday night men's class and Rick Barkley was the teacher and we were going over, what was that? It was the, the names of Jesus. Yeah. Okay. And one of them 
was referencing back to like John three sixteen, and he goes, everybody knows this script and or this uh, scripture and yada yada. And I'm like, uh, you might want to read that because I have no idea what you're talking about. And the 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 look on his face, like, oh, I probably shouldn't assume this, but it's Rick. Mm-hmm. And so after that moment, he's never once done that to to the class where he says, you all know this scripture because now he knows that I'm. Maybe it's not because of me, but I like to think it is. He knows that I'm in there and that I'm probably not going to know all these scriptures. So he he goes over them to make sure that I understand them. But that's, that's I think, a problem that we as Christians have to fight against is we can't go into conversations assuming um, because that's where it's going to where it's going to get you down the wrong road and, and lead people to feel intimidated. Yeah. But I thought that was uh, a, a great thing because you diffuse a situation and it's just like, hey, I, I'm brand new to this. I don't know any. I don't know anything about that. I'm here to learn. I think that just takes away. Uh, embar- it might have been embarrassing or something at, at first, but when you voice that, like I don't know this, I'm brand new to the Bible. That takes away all that embarrassment and and right, we're gonna cover everything we need to cover judgment or any anything that might be there, right? And just to be like. Dude, you got to start baby step for me because I don't right. know anything. So, I mean, I would use that as an encouragement for somebody else. Just be honest and be like, hey, I, I, I'm i brand new. I'm just now getting into this. I don't know any of this stuff. What well, You, you got to explain that to me. One more thing I wanted to hit was memory verses. We've talked, uh, mentioned in a time or two here and uh, can be very daunting. It, it can be hard. I personally am someone who can memorize stuff easily <laughs> when I'm motivated to do so. Like when I put time into it and stuff, I got it very quickly. Do you go over it or you write? Uh, most time I just go over just it. Just read it. Yeah. It, I mean, I've, I've done both before, but um, for it depends on the application, like when I, what I was doing. But uh, like I, I had a friend of mine tell me before at work that – I mean, he just came out and he said, look, man, I got to tell you this because you assume everyone can memorize things as easily as you, and we can't. And so when you, like, dude, it's just memorization, get over it. Like, <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> and, like, it's a lot more work for us to do that. So I just want you to be aware of that. And I never, I mean, that had never crossed my mind before when he said that. I was like, oh. My bad, man. All right, you know, kind of deal. But like scripture, I don't spend the same amount of time trying to memorize that, so it comes much more difficult for me because I'm not putting in that same amount of work. But I would say, when you're memorizing scripture, just start small. Don't feel like you got to memorize a chapter. Get something small that you like. That doesn't mean Jesus wept. Well, it that can. There well, you go. The, you the got shortest, it. Yeah. shortest verse of the that Bible. doesn't mean well, that one. Where's but, it at? but just something like a verse that you read that has spoken to you whatever just work on memorizing that verse and if it takes you two days if it takes you two weeks whatever if you have to write it down if you have to say it out loud 10 times whatever works for you start small and then just build on it slowly over time and it's gonna build up right like we were talking about and you'll be the guy that somebody says, hey, hey, uh, I'm brand new here, man. You're, you're quote, quoting these scriptures. I need you to back up a little bit. But just start small. But 
you got to stay with it. You got to be diligent. Don't give it up. And I got that one. Let me take a week off and keep on going. Keep it's, on going. And it's something that will help help your walk because then you'll be able to, your prayer life will change because you'll be able to use scripture to then enhance the prayer, right? Um, in a different group, we, we memorize like 60 passages. And I am not one that can memorize, but I knew in this group that there was six to eight guys that I, they're going to have it, and so I better be in there. And so I'm writing every night trying to make sure I tell the verse to Amanda, my wife, and she, like, spouts it back to me. I'm like, get out of here. Like, I'm, you know, I'm back writing. Everybody's different, but I am noticeably terrible since I got out of school. I have lost the ability to retain certain things that, you know, if I don't do it all the time, I'm just not going to be able to recall it. And, you know, if you're not in the Word, you're not going to be able to find it, locate it, and use it. Um, and so you just got to be diligent. You just got to be diligent. I don't know that that's necessarily true because I think, like, with me, I'm not good with memorizing things, but I'm good at memorizing where things are. So, like, I couldn't go through Genesis and tell you Scripture line for line of Genesis, but I could probably tell you where at in Genesis whatever you're looking for was at, because I've spent a lot of time in Genesis. That we have. <laughs> and, and Exodus. But I don't know that I can. I can't. I can't. Other than maybe the first line of the Bible. But I couldn't tell you, like, Scripture word for word in Genesis. But I can tell you where it's at. So I don't know that you necessarily have to memorize it. You just have to understand it enough to know where it's at. High level. High level. No depth. Well, it's going to be a <laughs> lifelong process. There you go. You're going to continue to... You yeah. have stuff revealed to you. If you live 80, 90, 100 years, it's still going to be speaking that whole time. That's right. That's right. We just kind of uh, scratched the surface on this topic a little bit, but we just wanted to, uh, uh, We, you know, Adam and I were talking, and this was something that came up in that conversation. I'm like, man, we need to talk about that on the podcast. I'm so glad it came up. It's, uh, it's a great topic. You know, something for no matter where you are in your your spiritual journey with God, that man, it applies. It applies. So, so real quick before you cut off, there is there is there one tip that everybody could give to help better people better understand the scripture. Mine would be, be you know, you got to be diligent. And there's going to be days, right, that there's going to be days that you are just checking the box. But keep checking the box because you're going to get out of whatever little rut you happen to be in in that moment or that couple of days that week. You're going to come out of it, and then stuff's going to, God's going to speak to you and reveal stuff to you. But stay in it, right? Even if you're not feeling it, continue your devotion, continue your prayers, continue memorizing what it, don't go backwards keep keep going forward you're going to get something out of it i think for me it would be just find somebody that um that you can share and find somebody that you can ask questions to that you might not feel comfortable in a in a big group uh that has more knowledge that you that you're comfortable with approaching the easier hard questions easy questions um you know because there's um uh, there's, there's people around that uh, they had somebody in their life. And so to, I think about in mine, uh, Dennis Dean actually taught my, um, in me and the youth. And then I got to, 
I got to teach his son Ty. And so it, it's it's funny to me that like me and Dennis have remained close, but I know that I could go to him and ask him anything about this. And if he doesn't know the answer, I'm sure he'd go to Sandra. But like <laughs> he he could at least tell me, hey, I'm going to find it right. Um, but you know, there, to have those people in your life, I think is um, very impactful. Um, you know, to learn, to study, and to be uh, to be there to help you do life together. I want to add on to that for two reasons. One, I think Ryan needs some more time to think about his answer. No, I got it. But, but <laughs> I, I, I do want to say, if you have no one in your life, if you're not part of a church or you're maybe in a country where you can't openly do that, and you have no one else to kind of mentor and ask questions, bounce questions off of, email us, mm. mailroom at gpstheguy.com. Us, one of the other guys or gals that's normally on here, we will connect with you in some way. So don't don't let that be a deterrent of, I have no one around me. We, we're, we got you covered. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what I was going to say at first, and you kind of stole it from me, was that what I said earlier is like, don't be scared to ask questions. So, you know, having someone that you normally would talk to on a daily basis or whatever, don't be scared to ask those questions if you don't understand what it says. But the other thing too is you got this little thing right here that has technology in it that you can ask any question at all and it'll probably dumbify it down to you so you can understand it better. So I've, I don't, I'm guilty of doing that all the time. What does this mean? And just look it up. And sometimes it might throw you into left field, but normally I try to find the right references and it'll, it'll, it'll help you out a little better. I do want to say, I apologize, Ryan, but not everybody that hears this podcast or watches this podcast. True. Find a library. Someone will have a, a computer for you. <laughs> uh, Again. You just keep on digging. <laughs> this podcast is listened to How? outside of America all the time, every week. How are they listening to it? So <laughs> they may not have the same resources available to them uh, that we have. Okay. But I'm sorry. To the people that can. Phone is a great tool. The internet yeah. is a great tool. Yeah. But. This is a great tool too. Yeah. The Bible. There you go. Yeah. My my one piece of advice coming from the new guy would be You asked the question. You I know. I know, but I have an answer. <laughs> I have an answer, right? And I think it's my easiest word of advice I can give you is be involved. Don't do it alone because it makes it harder. I think that's it. We uh we're glad that you all are here. We hope you get a couple uh useful things out of this episode. Share it with someone else. You know, you may know someone in your life that is uh, uh, needs to hear this, so share it with somebody else. I guess we need to uh, finish with a, a Bible verse today, Phyllis. I got Joshua 1.9. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Boom. S- sums it up great. I like it better than Jesus wept over here. <laughs> I mean, he did at one point. Yeah. <laughs> He had it quick, though. He, he knew quick. that one. He, he didn't have to. It was yeah. on the top of the head. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Memorization. <laughs> Whatever, guys. Well, we're glad you joined us today. We hope you uh, enjoyed this episode. Send us home, Ryan. God loves you. Hold on. Golly. 60-something episodes, and you still mess up. He is not. He's not lying. God does love you. We love you, yeah, we but love God, you. Loves God loves you, loves you more. more. See you next week. I was completely shut down right then. The Jesus whip got you. God loves you. (laughs) He went straight for the big finish. Yeah. We hope you're enjoying GPS to God. Rate, review, and subscribe across every platform you use. 
Help us spread the word by telling your friends and family to watch, listen, and subscribe.